Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. And the breath has been that tool to me that seems to keep folks present, to keep folks calm, to keep folks energized, to keep folks pushing. So that new life, when you think about a baby entering the world, that breath. And so that's what yoga is. It's about being present to the breath so that we are so acutely aware of the experience that we don't miss a moment. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I am so excited to have the opportunity to share my interview with internationally celebrated Peloton yoga teacher and scholar, Chelsea Roberts. Yes, the Chelsea Roberts. I had her come on my podcast. Can you guys even believe that? Widely recognized for her work with yoga and teens, Chelsea founded Yoga, Literature, and Art Camp at Spelman College Museum of Fine Art in 2014, which later birthed her nonprofit, Red Clay Yoga. While she's been a part of the Peloton family within their yoga modality for two years, Chelsea has honed her style of yoga that blends contemporary hip-hop, electronic, and R&B for nearly two decades. As some of you may know, Chelsea is currently pregnant with her first child, and during today's interview, we talked about all the ways pregnancy has impacted her own yoga and meditation practice and her teaching. We touched on the benefits of yoga for pregnancy, the mindset with which women should approach prenatal fitness and their changing bodies, how yoga and meditation can play a role in erasing some of the fear and unknown of birth, and so much more, you guys. I can't wait to share this one with you. So without further ado, I give you Chelsea. Creating a baby registry is no easy task. There are a lot of baby products out there and it's so hard to know what you actually need. That is why I created our free baby registry checklist. It's a no frills list 
of the stuff that you actually need to care for your baby in the first six months of life. We broke it down into categories for you to keep it super organized and easy to follow. With this guide, you'll know exactly what you need and won't be wasting space, time, or energy on baby products that aren't just essential. To grab this free baby registry checklist, simply head over to mommylabornurse.com slash baby registry, and it will be in your inbox in minutes. That's mommylabornurse.com slash baby registry to grab yours today. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thanks so much for being here today with me. Hi, Liesl. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. So for those of our listeners who don't kind of know who you are, maybe aren't, you know, they don't do Peloton workouts. (laughs) Who are you? Sure. Well, the great thing is that I had, you know, so much out there before even traveling to Peloton in the world of education and looking at the ways in which yoga and meditation impact culture and how we communicate in community with each other. So I am a former public school teacher. I taught third grade. I went on after that to receive my PhD in educational studies from Emory University. I also did some work at Teachers College Columbia for my master's. And so it was in those spaces as well as Spelman College that I really wanted to understand the connection between the ways that we learn as human beings, especially in early childhood, and how we can connect embodied practices, practices where there's an emphasis on the breath being present, like yoga and meditation, how that can, you know, make us have even more potent experiences in this life and in this world in which we live. Well, that is just a lovely answer. (laughs) I feel more (laughs) relaxed already. (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, another cool thing about you is that you're pregnant right now. Is that correct? Yeah, I am. We're expecting our first little one. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me first, how has your pregnancy been going? It's been great. Yeah, It's been great. I have no complaints, honestly. My husband, Shane, and I, who, you know, the part that I did leave out is that we both co-founded Red Clay Yoga, and that is a nonprofit that's based in Atlanta, Georgia. We have a community team there who we work with to make yoga meditation accessible. So Shane and I, we work together. We're married. We've been married for seven years and we really wanted to plant the seeds in our communities before we planted the seeds within our own family. And here we are. We're so excited. And my pregnancy has certainly been a lifetime of, you know, practice that I started in my early 20s. That has certainly been serving me throughout this very new experience. It's very new, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Unlike anything that you can compare anything in your life to. That's that's how I say that's what I say. And it's tough. I tell people that when they're prepping for birth, because that's often what I think causes so much anxiety for a lot of people is you can't compare the birth experience to really much anything else in your life. So it's like you're afraid of this like unknown, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what has been keeping you feeling good during your pregnancy and tell me where are you in your pregnancy? Sure. So I'm actually in my third trimester. We are trucking along. Yeah. (laughs) September 29th. So it's really exciting to, you know, see the the weeks of countdown yeah. to when baby arrives. We're having a little boy, which I'm very excited about. And, you know, it has been 
definitely the biggest yoga practice of my life. And what is bringing me joy, safety, anchoring has been my yoga practice. You know, it has been, like you said, this is unlike any experience I've ever gone through. And I can also connect to other experiences I had never gone through. I had never experienced being married before. And yeah, yoga, true. my husband Shane is a certified yoga teacher as well. And so yoga has supported us in navigating our relationship. You know, I had never worked for a company as large and that casts as wide a net as Peloton. Mm-hmm. And so it's just all of these different things where I'm like, oh, this is the first time for this. And what if I apply the same framework that I applied with those other first times to something that has been quite life-changing even before our little baby boy is here earthside. So yeah, yoga meditation has been an anchor. (laughs) I love that. Well, we're going to definitely be talking about all of those things a little bit later in the episode. I know that you experienced a loss that you mm-hmm. shared about when you announced your pregnancy. Yes. And I want to hear a little bit about how that has impacted your journey because that can be really, really difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. You know, when I was even interested in really saying, yes, I want to be a mom, I didn't even know the statistics. You know, when something isn't on your radar and you don't have a lot of awareness about it, it's not something that you're reading about or looking into and to just know that one in four, you know, pregnant people have experienced loss. It was just like, wow, like, I'm one of those people. And then when I shared that story, then I had, whether it was members or former students or family members or friends who I never knew had experienced it as well, had also shared with me that they did too. And so I I really wanted to share that part of me because I knew that it, one, normalized the conversation around having this full human experience around birth, around birthing, around the journey and the path towards birthing, even before getting there. And so it was definitely something that will have changed me for the rest of my life. It is something that reminds me that it is the fullness, again, of our human experiences that make us whole and that I can't compartmentalize, you know, just the joy and the wonderful times in life. I have to remind myself and not ignore or repress those moments that have been obstacles and have created a lot of pain. And so the more that I am honest with the fullness, the whole of it all, it actually allows me to go deeper into the joy, the gratitude, the excitement of this pregnancy moving quite well. And I'm so I I say my thanks (laughs) every day for it being a pregnancy that I have no complaints about. Yeah, Yeah, that is amazing. Well, let's talk about your birth, because it's Mm -hmm. coming up very, very soon. Do you have any, like, wishes or kind of a vision of what you, you know, kind of one on your, what have you put on your birth plan? Have you been even starting? I'm sure you have been preparing (laughs) mentally and physically (laughs) for your birth, but tell me kind of what you're envisioning that experience to be like. Well, the great thing is that I have already in place a community of people who I know 
are there and accessible at any times. I have my yoga teachers. I have my prenatal yoga teacher who certified me. I have my colleagues. I have my friends, even from childhood, because Shane and I, like I mentioned, we've been married for seven years. So we waited a good while into our marriage before we had children. So I have tons of friends who already have children. And so that's the primary thing that has kept me really solid is knowing that I first, I have a community of folks who I can call on and I'm like, why didn't you tell me this was going to happen? What is there's happening? a lot of those things. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. And so what else I envision, you know, I have a really great team of medical professionals, my physician whom I love dearly and her team means a lot. And especially as a black woman who is moving through, you know, medical systems, when I do have on my awareness, the inequities, the trauma, the experiences that black women in particular have experienced to know that truth and to walk into my appointments you know, really with that awareness so that I can have those conversations. And that's how I knew I wanted the doctor who I have because she was very transparent about that. And so trusting my medical team, having my community, my village that I can rely on, being able to go back home. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, and see my parents and my grandmothers. My granny is 97 years old. And This will be her first great grandchild. And so to have that connection to, you know, the journey that it has taken for me to get here, for us to get here, that right there keeps me going and excited each and every time. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I love that. That is so cool that that is her first great grandchild. My goodness. My goodness. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited for you. Let's transition into talking a little bit more about your specialty, which you are fabulous at. I was talking to you before the episode that I am fangirling a little bit because I take your yoga classes and your meditation classes. I'm a big fan. So let's talk about some benefits of, Mm -hmm. first of all, yoga for pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, Well, by definition, yoga means to unite, to yoke, to connect. And I can't think of any other experience grander than bringing a human into this world than to be connected and feel solid and grounded and anchored. And of course, we're going to have those moments where life happens and, you know, you feel pulled in different directions as a parent and even through the birthing process, which I experienced, which I haven't experienced yet. But what I know will be a benefit is the one thing, the breath. Oh, yeah. Which we focus on so much. You know, I'm a child of the 80s. And so I think about, I remember the Lamaze classes that I was hearing about and see on like sitcoms and stuff before I even knew what yoga was. And to see that that was already to know that I come from a lineage of women who were delivering babies as midwives to know that this has been happening for quite some time because we're all here. That's right. (laughs) And the breath has been that tool to me that seems to keep folks present, to keep folks calm, to keep folks energized, to keep folks pushing. Mm -hmm. So that new life, when you think about a baby entering the world, that breath. And so that's what yoga is. It's about being present to the breath so that we are so acutely aware of the experience that we don't miss a moment. I want to be absorbed in the moment. Now, there may be periods of time during labor that I'm just like, take me out of here. (laughs) And I also want to be able to have a moment of reflection where I'm just like, wow, I remember being very present for this. And so 
I think that yoga is definitely going to be a tool that I call on. And I hope that your listeners out there, if they've never practiced yoga or meditation, get curious about those connections and how it can support them through birth. It's very cool. And I, I mean, I love yoga because I think running and doing other cardio, like where you're kind of doing the same thing over and over sometimes Mm -hmm. gets boring to me. And I've heard some people, some of my friends say, yoga is so boring. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it is not boring. I'm like, (laughs) it's try. you're trying, sometimes you're moving slower than other times, right? I mean, sometimes you do that power yoga and you are not moving slow. (laughs) Right, right. yoga is not boring at all to me because I'm trying, like every time I take a class, I'm like trying to do my crow a little bit better and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do this a little bit better. It's like, I don't know. That's just me. I think it's way less boring than just running in place or just doing the same old, you know, push-ups or this, that, and the other. I can speak to that a little bit as well. When I think about when I first started the practice and there were moments where I was just like, yeah, this is boring. Or like, I don't feel like sitting in silence or having one eye opened and looking around and seeing, are they really meditating right now? And what I found in my own practice was like, that was a moment of, of one being triggered that there was nothing that I could call on grass to distract me from listening to exactly what my body was experiencing in in that moment. And so when we live in a world where we are constantly bombarded by images, by messages, absorbing everything, then when we are in this space where we are centering our body, centering our breath, you know, thoughts will come up, but essentially we are really just focused on what we're experiencing in the moment. Then there's this thing of dissociation where we can say, oh yeah, what that is, is that I'm just bored and I want to get out of here. But what it really can be is I'm scared. I'm nervous. Whoa, where did that feeling come from? Mm -hmm. And for me, I always like to acknowledge that yoga is quite overwhelming and intimidating. And that's why I call on music. That's why I call on different genres of music. That's why I insert the storytelling of me fainting in my first hot yoga class to add some levity to the, to the experience. And so I just encourage folks to think about what it is that is really at the root of wanting to leave the moment or saying that it's boring. (laughs) Yes, 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 absolutely. All right, the sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. This one says, hello, I wanted to reach out to thank you for your natural series. I also got complimented on how well I was controlling my emotions and contractions during the process. I stalled at nine and a half centimeters for five hours, so I was equally grateful for the natural series, including explanation on an epidural as well, because I needed one bad. Ooh, five hours. That is a long, long time. End of the day, I have a beautiful baby boy, and that's all that matters. Oh, and she sent two little blue heart emojis. Are you interested in birthing without an epidural? 
Did you know that simply wanting a natural birth isn't always enough? Many mamas fall into the trap of wanting a natural birth without fully preparing for a natural birth. And often that results in an epidural and plenty of disappointment. And girl, there is nothing wrong with having an epidural. Okay, let's be clear. But if your dream is to go natural, you need straightforward birth education so you know exactly what it takes. Birth It Up, the natural series will help you feel and stay confident and in control during your unmedicated birth. It's simple. Access the class, erase the unknowns, and get ready to rock your natural birth. To learn more, head over to mommylabornurse.com slash natural birth. That's mommylabornurse.com slash natural birth. Well, can you speak to those listening who are like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying, Chelsea. I kind of want to start some yoga or some meditation, but I've never done this before and I'm pregnant. Like how do, how do I even start doing this? Yeah. So the first thing that I always say is consult your physician. We always want to acknowledge that we celebrate these uniquely made bodies. And I can't, even though I can guide you through the practice, I can't tell you exactly what your body needs and is going through. So definitely if you're starting a practice while you're pregnant, definitely consult your physician. Also, Think about why it is that you want to start the practice right now, because I want to say kudos to you. You're growing a human. That is something in itself. So if you want to start with, you know, simply starting with the breath work and getting a teacher who is certified in prenatal yoga finding out what trimester the best yoga class is to take. I think that that is the safest route to take. I'm not discouraging folks from starting a yoga practice, but what I am saying is being mindful, honest, and, you know, safe about starting something new. Like I don't run. I used to run yeah. back in high school. I ran track. I did too. I, I did too. I hurt my foot and I just yeah. it's never been the same. And I'm not about to just start running now yeah. that I'm pregnant because <laughs> it's just like, well, I'm already working on some pretty, you know, big things right now. And so, yeah, yeah start off slowly and always, always consult someone who is certified in the practice of prenatal yoga. Absolutely. Good yeah. advice. Well, <laughs> let's transition a little bit. So tell me what your beliefs in general surrounding prenatal fitness are, and also what should the goals and mindset be for women to embrace their changing bodies? Because that is something I think sometimes gets construed in the wrong way. Like we want to exercise during pregnancy and we want to exercise after pregnancy too, but it shouldn't be for the purpose of changing our bodies because Mm -hmm. our bodies are doing a lot of change during pregnancy already. Yeah. So for me, fitness is fitness or practices like yoga and meditation is just another opportunity for us to love ourselves. Oh yeah. My teacher Swami Jaya Devi would always say, don't let your yoga practice be yet another place where you beat yourself up. Yes. And so letting go of perfection, letting go of thinking that if I don't do this solid hour of a workout that I haven't done anything. Sometimes your workout may be five minutes of closing your eyes and taking some deep breaths because your respiratory system is working, your cardiovascular, all of these things are working and it does count. And I just want folks to always acknowledge the small steps always lead to the bigger ones. And for me, I have approached fitness and my yoga practice and meditation as an opportunity for me to parent 
myself. Like I am about to be a parent. Now I was a school teacher for many years. I have a niece and nephew, nieces and nephews, but I'll never experience a relationship like I will have with my own child. And through that, I want to make sure that I'm coming from a solid place of where I'm loving myself so that I can in turn love this child endlessly, unconditionally. And so I find myself... (laughs) It's so wonderful. Yeah, I find myself parenting myself through my fitness. And that means if I'm listening to my body and of course, there's a fine line between saying, oh, I want to reach this goal. And then also acknowledging how far I've come. I always emphasize in my classes, the both and, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, yes, I can on the one hand, celebrate this body that I'm in. And then on the other hand, say, yo, this is really hard right now. It is, Mm -hmm. I'm getting heavier. I'm going up these stairs. We live in New York city in a walk up and I'm like, have to acknowledge you are doing some work getting up these stairs and it's not easy. And so I I want people to embrace the both and that it doesn't have to be either or that you can love yourself and you can still find those moments to say, and I see this for myself as well. Yes. Yes. I love it. Well, (laughs) tell me oftentimes your practice does change after you go through something yourself. Like for me, instance, I'm a labor and delivery nurse. After I had my first child, my practice did shift and I just had a different awareness and I could empathize almost a little bit more with my patients who were going through labor Mm -hmm. and giving birth because I had been through it myself. So tell me, has or how has your pregnancy impacted kind of the way that you teach yoga and meditation? Yeah. One of the reasons why I even decided to to go full-time into being a yoga teacher was because when I started my practice, I didn't necessarily have those examples of folks with different types of bodies. Mm -hmm. My body was not like the body that I saw on the cover of a magazine or, you know, in the advertisements to come to our yoga studio. So I have for a long time had that awareness in the back of my mind that I wanted to provide an experience that was inclusive of all bodies. And so I would make modifications, provide variations that were suited to the variation I I had to make in my own body. And then I had to also acknowledge that I was quite athletic, even though I may not have been as thin as the models that I would see in these advertisements. I was still athletic in my own body type, however you may see it. However, now that I have grown (laughs) through this experience, it's just like second nature now to where, just as I was saying, if the awareness of looking at how many pregnant people experience loss, if that awareness is not there, then I may not be able to speak to it each and every time that I am talking about pregnancy or seeing a childbirth or see someone with a child. Same thing for yoga. If I can't experience what it feels like to just say, step your right foot forward to come into your runner's lunge. And now I have this belly and I'm like, oh, it's not that easy. We have to come from tabletop, extend our leg out, heel toe our way into a runner's lunge. And so I'm grateful that my body is changing in this way because I think it offers an opportunity to connect with the range of bodies who practice yoga out there, whether it's because of pregnancy, whether it's because of your body type. 
I can now relate to, oh yeah, I don't have an option here. So we're about to make a new one. <laughs> I love that. That's a cool way to look at it. I, I did, <laughs> I've never thought about it like that, but I love that. Well, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning about how the unknown can cause a lot of anxiety for people in terms of birth. And we often talk about this a lot at Mommy Labor Nurse because we have a lot of anxious moms. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just anxious, I think, as a country (laughs) in a lot of ways, you know, and we offer a lot of education and tools to help erase some of that unknown. And I know that you talked about in the beginning that yoga and medica- medi- not medication, well, maybe sometimes medication. <laughs> hey, it's been my medication for many a day. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But do you think that yoga and meditation can really play a role into this too? I know you said yes before, but let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. So I do think that yoga and meditation can be used as those tools. I think that also people have to find their own way of connecting with it. For me, it was like, I always say it wasn't necessarily love at first sight because again, I fainted in a hot yoga class. (laughs) It was just like, oh, hold on, Chelsea. (laughs) Tell me, tell me exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, that was it. That's the end of the story. (laughs) That was, as they say on Instagram, that's the post. (laughs) Like I went to my first yoga class. I chose to go to a hot yoga class. And again, Uh And this goes back to when you're like, what do you say for people who want to go to their first class? Maybe not a hot yoga Don't go to hot yoga? Okay. (laughs) Maybe go to a a gentle or beginner or restorative yoga class to have your intro. (laughs) And I just remember because my approach to yoga was purely from the physical. I was just like, oh, I want to get in shape. I want to work out. And I hadn't understood or researched the roots of yoga, the philosophy to know that the yoga practice, the physical practice came after this philosophy of yoga. So I learned that later on in my practice. And so what I I find is that, yeah, I think that this can certainly be used as a tool, but folks have to figure out what that means for them. You know, like I said, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of running. Maybe one day I will be. I don't know. But right now, I never want to force folks to want to practice or integrate yoga. Because to me, that's when, and I'm sure I'm going to learn as a parent when I'm trying to force something on my child, that's usually when they're like, nope, not going to do it. I'm not interested. And so I just like for people to find those moments where maybe they got like a bite-sized piece of a yoga practice just in five minutes, which I provide on the Peloton platform. And that's when I'm like, just start there. Just give me five minutes and let's see what happens. And maybe that five minutes grows into 60 minutes. And then you realize, oh, I'm starting to integrate this into everyday life, especially in those moments in the moments of uncertainty. So yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I love it. I love it. Well, let's go over resources first. Do you have any resources that you'd like to share with our audience about yoga, meditation? Sure. So I actually started Chelsea Loves Yoga back in 2011. And I had this, you know, segment where I interviewed yogis who didn't typically get elevated in the seat of yoga or yoga teacher. And so I always love to direct people to go to Chelsea Loves Yoga and to look at some of the stories that I did way back then. It's just like, wow, I can't believe that was 2011. Yeah. Interviews are still relevant today. And so that's a resource if you're thinking about and saying, I don't know if I belong in these communities, 
Go and read some of those stories, and I promise you will find some way of connecting with one of the dozens and dozens of yogis I've interviewed. Cool. Also, as you know, Peloton is a great place. I always like to let people know you don't have to have the equipment. You don't have to have the bike or the tread or, you know, any of these things to be able to connect with a lot of the resources we provide. And so yoga and meditation live there. I teach live classes as well as ones that are on on demand. And so you can, you know, practice with me in increments of five all the way up to 75 minutes if you choose. And then I always love to share books that my colleagues have written and look up uh, my colleague and friend, Octavia Rahim. She has a beautiful approach to how yoga can be used as a tool for rest and restoration. And one of my colleagues and teacher, Tracy Stanley, who talks a lot about rest as well. And for me, that is a great way to approach a yoga practice in order for our nervous system to have an opportunity to completely relax. Ooh, yeah, yeah, because we all need that. Well, we'll definitely yes. leave all of those amazing resources in the show notes page for people to check out. I know the Peloton app too, I get it free for a year through my insurance. And a lot of people don't know that some insurance companies offer that, which is a really mm-hmm. cool tip. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tell us where we can connect with you, where our listeners sure. can connect with you yep. and Chelsea, practice with you. <laughs> ChelseaLovesYoga.com as well as if you're looking for some of the nonprofit work that we do, that's at RedClayYoga.org. And I'm always on Instagram and that's Chelsea Loves Yoga as well. Love and of course, it. on the Peloton app. On the Peloton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Chelsea. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Liesl. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.